This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by Focused Car Wash Solutions. Focused Car Wash Solutions is your complete guide to having a successful business in the car wash industry. Visit FocusedCarWash.com for more information. Welcome to The How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner operator and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Hi, welcome to the How of Car Washing with David Begin. My guest today is Jamie Harris. Jamie co-founded Hydroflex in 2002 and is currently the CEO and president. Jamie grew up in a small town in the mountains of Montana and ventured out to the Colorado School of Mines in Golden, Colorado here, where he received his Bachelor's of Science in Mechanical Engineering. He's got over 19 years of product development experience with a variety of industries. Prior to Hydroflex, Jamie worked for Coke Industries, Eaton Hydraulics, Tamarack's Habitation Technologies, GP Companies, and 3M there in Minnesota. He's passionate about the Carly May Foundation, an organization that he and his wife founded that helps children with disabilities. Jamie enjoys all sports, especially coaching wrestling. In his free time, he likes to do any activity with his family. So, Jamie, thanks for coming on the How of Car Washing. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you. So give us a little bit idea of how Hydroflex was created, and then I'll ask you how it kind of moved into the car wash industry. So how did how did Hydroflex get started? Yeah, so it it, uh, it was me and a co-founder, Gary Brown, uh, back in December of 2002. I can't believe it's almost 15 years or coming up on 15 years this December. But uh, me and Gary, uh, uh, really, it was me, him, and a beer fridge for for the first few years. And we were a machine shop and, and trying to make products. That we all, Our whole intention was to, to try to make our own product. But the first few years, we were making uh, products or contract manufacturing for others. And that really helped us get our feet under us. And, and then once we started uh, making some some progress in terms of the business, we uh, then ventured into making products for uh, the car wash industry. And, and the same products that we started with are still here today. So what, what industry were you thinking about getting into or starting with? My whole background had been in fluid handling or moving liquid. And so there was a, a, a couple different areas that I th- thought about taking the business. And, and one was in, in either fluid power, uh, but the, the car wash industry really uh, struck us because there there was areas of, of, of need, meaning there was innovation that we knew we could take products and improve it um, from based on what was already out there. And th- that kind of gap or, or areas that were, were sort of lacking were, were opportunities for us. So how did you figure out, at least in the car wash business, was there a car wash operator or owner or a equipment manufacturer that came to you and say, hey, we think we could want to build a better mousetrap when it comes to chemical delivery systems or – no, no, the, the, the start of the business, uh, me and Gary both worked for a, a pump company and that pump company, uh, did, uh, did business in the car wash. So we had some experience of, of what was out there and what products and we, we were both, you know, uh, innovators. And so we, we looked at things, you know, like a nozzle or an injector and, and looked at how to make those widgets better. And so when we did that, we went from a widget to more of a system, uh, mentality. And that's kind of where we got the biggest lift from the company. 
company was is we started looking at more of a vertical solution or looking at more than just a piece of it. And that really allowed us to, to look at more advantages uh, by looking at a bigger vertical solution. Um, to, to, to us, it's really a vision for us is a bucket to arch. And that is, you know, basically interfacing from the chemical bucket all the way out to, to applying it um, to a vehicle. Good, good. So just to be safe to say, Hydroflex is in the chemical delivery system. You have a few other products, but primarily your job is to deliver chemical, like you said, out to the tunnel, to the arch, to the customer, and to the vehicle. So what was it about existing technologies at the time that you felt like might have, could have used some improvements? And then give us just a little bit of background about your current product and what it does and how it does it. So, so yeah, the first uh, when we first started the industry, we looked at just the injector, and and the current injectors out there um, didn't hold up to some of the chemical, and so we took the approach of let's go after some material science. Uh, let's look at um, materials that that could hold up to some of the the chemicals. And currently out there at the time, there there was still a lot of problems where the the injectors or the 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 equipment was being um, uh, attacked by some of that chemical. So we made the 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 original Chemflex injector, and that was just taking an, an inert polymer and and putting it uh, and, and applying it to to metal so that peanut butter and chocolate sort of mentality that that injector could hold up reliably against all of the different chemical companies that were uh, applying chemistry so that was really a start and then we went from the injector to a manifold and a manifold to a full platform and when we did that we, we each time we grew the system we systematically looked at what's the best way to deliver that water and chemical molecule. And the science behind doing that is, is, is really taking the approach of uh, moving that liquid from point A to point B in the most precise, consistent way possible. And, and through precision, I think it would be safe to say you do that with high pressure. Is that correct? Yeah, so we, we make sure that pressure is a key element to, to delivering. So one of the uh, things that, that we noticed in the marketplace was that there wasn't consistent water pressure. And so operators were being, uh, were at the mercy of almost the, the municipalities because if the water line pressure dropped or somebody down the street was showering, the, the pressure could drop in that location. So we first addressed that to say we can't have a consistent system if we don't make sure that what hits the injector uh, or hits our product is delivered uh, at a consistent pressure. So we boost the pressure and then we maintain it or regulate it um, very precisely so that we can consistently get the same pressure at the injector every time. Yeah. So your your, your manifolds breathing, breathe, bring together three different aspects. It brings together the chemical, it brings together the water, and it brings together the air. Yep. So you're able to regulate that within one particular manifold for the entire car wash. Correct. Yeah, yeah good point, Dave. The electrical uh, water and air, you know, we make sure that those inputs um, are consistent so that we can deliver the outputs uh, consistently as well. And really, the the opportunity was not not very many uh, equipment manufacturers were were looking at that in that manner, and so it was a it was something that we saw as a gap in the marketplace, and 
and found that by packaging it and, and addressing that consistency, um, a lot of the existing technology pulsed. And so you'd see this pulsing of uh, foam or pulsing of chemistry, and it would sometimes not even make it to the car. It would pulse and drop in pressure and hit the ground. And there's nothing more frustrating than, you know, having that be dispensing the floor. You don't want to be cleaning the floor. You want to be hitting the, the target, which is the, the vehicle. Right, right. And then and you've also used other technologies. I know we've, uh, when we went to your system, we used to have an old system, I would call it a ready to use RTU bucket, as I think this is the term that I used to use, but it was chemical that was pre-mixed in a bucket. And then when the car wash called for that particular chemical, then uh, a solenoid switch would turn on and it would activate an air driven pump to put it out in the tunnel. Um, what 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 are some of the what are some of the challenges with that type of technology? Well, if you start at the sort of source, if, when you're doing that, that container is being shipped with water, and that that can be expensive. So, as you see, the chemical providers looking towards getting the least expensive amount or the the least amount of cost to deliver chemistry. The first thing is is let's not ship water. Let's just give them the chemistry, and then let the the water and chemistry mix at the facility. So that's number one. I think that the, I've seen the industry change to really making it more cost effective is is not shipping water and then when you have a pump that is taking that ready to use um it you're not necessarily always going to get the same uh dilutions um because that container could be sitting there could be fallout a solution there's a lot of uh variance um from dispensing that way so the the thing that we found was is if you if you really regulate that pressure and you put the right injector there you're able to get your dilution ratios which is you know dilution ratio is literally the ratio between water and chemistry and the chemical companies have dialed in exactly what kind of dilution ratios you need to clean depending on you know whether you're hitting a a bumper or a windshield or 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 a quarter panel or wherever or even the tires those the chemistry is really dialed in and so getting the dilution ratios right and consistent is is key very very important And, and your product has evolved over the last you know, five or seven years. I'm not sure how long we've had our product, but we were one of the first people to to install uh, the the manifold system. And and there's been a lot of evolution take place over that time period. Do you want to describe some of the improvements and things you've learned from your customers? For sure, Dave. I, I, I still remember going to Colorado Springs and, you know, we always used to laugh at, it's only going to take a couple hours to install. And we, it took us, a, <laughs> took us a little bit longer than that. And, and the challenge for us at that time was, is what I call interface. The, the, every, every car wash is different. There's no way uh, we were able to at the beginning to understand that the, the customization required. And so it took us a while to get the interfaces, both in electrical, water, and air, and even how it mounts. Um, I think you might have had even a, a, a larger, uh, uh, panel or a larger um, cabinet version of ours that we hung right. on the wall. And we've been able to continue to, to, to condense that and reduce some of the, the fittings and plumbing. It's one of the key things we always are looking for is removing waste, uh, especially in our product. If we can remove elbows and fittings and, and tubing, uh, that's key because that makes it less expensive and it also gives us this, the shortest path to get the, the product delivered. So over time, we, we, we based on feedback from the market, 
uh, really evolved to trying to get that thing as small package as possible and still be flexible in terms of how it mounts and how it interfaces, uh, whether it's you know coming off of a, a tank or whether it's coming right off the main line from the municipality. Um, and not everybody has uh, wall space, so we, we made racks and, and many different ways to, to mount it. So over time, we've made it simpler, uh, made it easier to uh, install and easier to interface in as many different situations as possible. Yeah, I think you've made some big improvements in the customer user interface of that product. I remember we did, we were one of the first people to have the cabinet. And although the design looked good on the wall, it made it very difficult to be able to utilize it. So you quickly switched to just a flat panel uh, that you would put on the wall. But I also remember seeing that you do have rack systems as well. So if you don't have room on the wall, you can actually mount a rack and mount all the equipment on the rack. The pumps are on the rack and everything is uh, is in one place from that standpoint. But you've also made some improvements in pump technologies as well. I think you've gone to more robust pump systems. Yeah, we, we the pump is critical for us because we need to make sure that we can get the right flow and the right pressure to to regulate it properly. And and the 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 variety of water quality and the variety of 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 the the pump rooms you know require a, a pump that's reliable and and can hold up to the environment. And so we we went with a, a multi stage pump, and we've we've got VFD now pump uh, pump capability, and you know the, we have a, a bigger portfolio. So if you want a little bit of a uh, a lower cost um, pump that has a little lower life, you can buy that, or you can go to the sort of the Cadillac uh, or the LT model uh, uh, with a VFD and and a, and a um, stainless steel housing. Right, right. And so when you talk about water quality. It, it's almost like you're you're a partner with a chemical provider many times when you go into a tunnel. What are some issues that you see with water quality that can make it challenging for you to do what you need to do? Yeah, I think that comes down to two things is the water quality will affect the chemistry. So if you don't have good water, the ke- the chemi- chemistry is not going to be able to do the work properly. So the, the chemical companies really care about that as well. But we have moving parts. And so if you have uh, water that, that has contamination or is, is not of good quality, it can it can mess up, uh, you know, your, your moving parts. We do have valves and we do have nozzles. And so you want to make sure that you're getting the, 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 the best quality water to do the chemical work and also not to, to, uh, to clog or, or damage any of your equipment. This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by Focused Car Wash Solutions. Focused Car Wash Solutions is your complete guide to having a successful business in the car wash industry. Whether you are a new investor or a seasoned operator looking to make improvements, the experienced team at Focus can help you every step of the way. For more information, please go to FocusedCarWash.com. Do you work with any water pressure or do you have any limitations that you have to work with when it comes to water pressure? When it comes to dispensing, we've, we've, we've dialed into kind of what the most optimum uh, pressure is, and that's roughly around that 200 PSI. Uh, and that puts the pump that we're looking at uh, at that sort of range of 200 
PSI. But when it gets out to the arch, we really care about the droplet size. That droplet size uh, is what's key because you want to control that drop to all the way to the target. And you want to atomize that that droplet so that it really spray paints the can or the car. You know, you want it to, to really uh, atomize and cover the car effectively. If you get bigger droplet size and, and you don't have it hitting the target, that's where some of the waste comes in. So if that pump can deliver that 200 PSI at the injector and really give you the most consistent pressure at the nozzle at the applicator you have a good chance of getting that that small droplet size to really hit the target effectively and and then when you're talking about water pressure coming into the building from the city is there a limitation because with such a high pressure system like this is there the risk of taking water out of other parts of the system because the water pressure just can't handle it it can happen where the main line could be undersized to the to the to the car wash. And so if that's the case, anything that turns on is going to pull that and it's going to create a negative pressure. I mean, you're going to run out of water. Something's going to, in front of you, going to get the water. And if you're downstream, you're not going to get it. So we do need always positive pressure, which means there has to be flow available. Um, and we don't see it a lot, but there are times where they've got a lot of things going on and the, and the main line isn't sized properly. And then you have to run a second line or, or tap into another source. The other option is, is they can tank fill uh, and have a batch tank of just fresh water and use that as a way of, of making sure no matter what, you've always got water. No, that's a good point. That's, I hadn't thought about it, having a tank. Would that tank be used for you or would it be used for other applications in the car wash? It, it it usually is used for a lot of uh, a lot of applications, not just us. So there'll be a few um, lines being tapped to that holding tank. So what uh, new car wash builders, new investors, what would you recommend for them as far as when they look at tap size or water pressure? What would your recommendations be? You know, I don't know that I have the the knowledge of exactly what the main line requirements are, but usually when they the the equipment manufacturer that you pick, they they usually don't undersize it. If you've got uh, you know plenty of of uh, water coming to the to, from the municipality, I mean most of the lines anymore in the last few years, there's plenty of plenty of capacity at least in terms of pipe size. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. So tell me a little bit about my Hydroflex. You've uh, You've seen some tremendous growth in the last five or 10 years. You've got some great recognition in the Twin Cities areas. Can you share with us a little bit about the recognition you've received? Yeah, it's been it's been really cool. We, we've, um, you know, being a manufacturing company, uh, we've we, um, been able to achieve some things that, that uh, put us on some recognition in Minneapolis. Of course, you've got the, the standard uh, Inc. 5000. I think we've been on that, uh, the fastest 5000 list for three or four years. And then we've been in the, in the top fastest 50 growing companies in, in Minneapolis, the Twin Cities. Uh, I, I think last year we were the 25th fastest growing. And we also won the, the best in class for small manufacturers in the state of Minnesota. So those, those kinds of accolades are, are, are pretty cool. And then we've we've won some inventor awards as well that you know because of based on the patents that we that we uh, that we publish, so it's been it's been a fun ride the uh, the past few years. We were, you know some of this hard work is now being recognized um, in Minnesota. That's great. It's great to be able to start a business from scratch like you did. And I think in one conversation we had earlier, you were telling me how in a month you know you guys were feeling really good when you first started when you got a few orders. And now you're doing that within days or weeks of, of uh, the, you're making the same volume of sales in a much smaller time frame. 
So it's got to be fun to watch a business grow like that and be at the head of that. Well, what do you think your secret is or what are some things you do within your company to facilitate growth and to keep the culture uh, happy and, and keeping people motivated? Yeah, we're probably similar to, to many companies. I mean, we, we, we do a good job, I think, of, of setting goals and putting processes in place to make sure that we can do that. And I mean, we break that up into, you know, it's pretty standard people, product uh, and process equal profit. And so, you know, we, we put a lot of emphasis in putting the right people in the right spot and set the goals and, and, and really the, the motto here is what gets measured improves. And we do that from, from soup to nuts on just about everything from, from the product performance to employee performance. Uh, we're very process oriented. And I think when we do that, you can measure the, the results. And I think that uh, doing that uh, and doing it effectively um, allows us to serve our customers better by giving good product that's reliable uh, and that holds up. That's terrific. Yeah, it's exciting to see companies like that grow and companies like yours grow and and do really well. A uh, couple other questions. You have a couple other products. You've got some high-pressure water nozzles. Do you want to describe those real quick? Yeah, when we first started, it was another one of the first uh, products that we put out there was a rotating nozzle. That was one that we see we had seen come from the pressure wash industry, and, and that pressure wash industry was a completely different application. And trying to take that product and move it into the car wash was uh, not working. So we we uh, developed a, a I say high pressure. It's just a, a thousand psi, so it's it's greater than what we use for pressure when we use it for dispensing. But usually the the, the high pressure in in the car wash is at about a thousand and that that nozzle is is using impingement so it's basically using force to either rinse or clean the car and that uh, needs to be done with a with a conical pattern and it and it um, needs to do it consistently meaning it can't stop and stop rotating and so the key to us was getting something that's that was spinning at the right speed uh, in hitting the car at the right impingement um, and reliable in terms of how long it lasts and so, can I give a piece of advice for people that have it? Don't ever stick your hand in front of one of those <laughs> high pressure. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I learned the hard way on that uh, one day by sticking my hand in front of it and about ripped my skin off. So yep, they work they work really well, but you got to be careful with them. Got to be careful with them. Um, what are some of the trends you're seeing in the car wash industry? You get a broad perspective of what's going on in the car wash industry. What what are you seeing uh, happening that's new, and what are you excited about? Yeah, we're, we're always excited because I think there's a lot of still uh, areas for us to innovate uh, to be able to still continue to put product in 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 the in both in bay and and, and tunnel market. Those have been our two focuses, and uh, so the interesting thing is just seeing how much consolidation is happening, and so that that that's an interesting industry uh, or trend in the industry is seeing some some of the. Uh, uh, people buying other other car washes and making that uh, a pretty big operation um, you know when we first started there was uh, less uh, large operators and now there's 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 just many large operators so that 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 really helps us because we're able to now make our product fit within a, a bigger multi-site uh, situation um, and so we can come in and, and install and be consistent across all of their their washes and I think that helps us um, when you have to go from one end of the spectrum to the other in terms of equipment and into the country it makes it a little harder for us so I think that's a good trend um, for us 
Um, the uh, the changes in chemistry have helped. Uh, I think the going after being uh, more concentrated uh, allows us to 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 dispense more accurately because that that dilution ratio becomes even more critical when you're shipping a, a smaller container and it's uh, and it's it's concentrated. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things we got to make sure we do and do well is as that chemistry continues to evolve, we've got to make sure that we're evolving with it. Yeah, and that that's a trend I think that is going forward and will not stop. I think most chemical companies will have a concentrated product line that they can offer their customers. We like it in the car wash business because it's just easier to manage. It's easier for us to store it, easier for us to inventory it, and even easy for us to apply it into reservoirs. So it's it's been a big, big advantage for us in the business. Yep, I agree. So um, when people install this system, what are some things you would, if you had – an audience there, what would you, uh, what have you seen that people do that you would rather them not do, or what would you recommend they do uh, to make sure that they keep their system uh, tuned and up to speed and working well for them? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is, is being educated about what the equipment, uh, what it is about in terms of, uh, you know, what, what do you do to maintain the pump? How do you protect that pump? And, you know, there's the, the control side of it in terms of making sure that it's not in, 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 in an area where it can get uh, hit with water and, and short out. So there's a variety of key things. I think um, addressing the, the, the water quality is probably top on that list. And we have filters that we put in front of, of the system to protect it. So anytime the, the system is filtered, then you got to make sure that you're maintaining that filter because if the filter gets clogged um, and it's protecting the system, it'll also damage it because you're going to you starve the system of water. So really maintaining the, the, the equipment properly is probably number one. And, and we put it, uh, you know, a manual out and, and we try to do the best we can to make sure that when it's installed, uh, the operators are trained of what's key for, for the maintenance and keeping it uh, operating properly. Uh, the, the other thing is, is, is making sure that you, you know which are the wear components. You know, some things are just going to wear out. Uh, I think having uh, – knowing how long your pumps will last and, and injectors. Those are some of the wear items that they make sure they have uh, on hand to be, to be prepared if they, if they, if they wear out. I want to make sure we're talking about the same te- uh, terminology. When you talk about injectors, are you talking about the chemical tips that go into the injector? Or are you talking about the entire jet- injector unit? Um, the, the injector is the, is the, the Chemflex injector. And if you see that on our system, it's the, it's the different colors that have, are, that are, uh, made out of metal and plastic okay. and that okay. a, a, a composite that, that composite material, um, is where all of the water and chemistry are, are, um, in contact. The, the injector has a, a metering technique, which is a metering tip that, yes, if, if you have um, chemistry that has contamination in it, by, when that chemistry comes in, and it, it could clog that metering tip. And what that would result in is, is you'd be just sending water out and, and no chemistry. So making sure that your tips, your metering tips uh, are, are clear and that you make sure that you've got uh, no contamination in the chemical lines. Right. And over time, those chemical, those metering tips will start wearing, which means they'll get bigger and you'll be producing, obviously sending more chemical out than you were planning. So that, that's been a, that's been one, one of the, the biggest maintenance items we have is making sure our chemical tips are clean and we're not getting contamination, but also 
checking them to make sure that the size isn't increasing because of just over time, time. Yep. over yep. time. And they're not that expensive. Just go ahead and replace them yep. when it's time. So good, good. So you've seen a lot of car washes, uh, you know, what, what trends out there? What, what are you seeing that's exciting in the industry as far as car wash tunnels that are getting built? And the second question of that is what, what do you think really makes a great car wash operator? I'm probably biased when I, when I answer that is it, you know, really a, a good operator is that a, a operator that has our system, right? There you go. Um, but the, uh, I think the key, for, I think for an, an operator, um, you've got to have, uh, 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 an interest in the details. And so you've really got to pay attention to making sure you got the right equipment um, and that, that you know the equipment well enough and are, are detail oriented because you've got to have a process mindset to make sure that you're, you're delivering the same thing every car and you got to understand your equipment to do that. And, and the other thing is, is good operators that, that look at process and make sure that they, they have the, the, everything dialed in in terms of having people be trained and that they're doing the same thing over and over. And that, that process in both equipment and, you know, the people are, are key. And usually the ones that do that well are, are, are very successful. Yeah. Yeah. The one, um, I had Ryan Cook, uh, from Diamond Shine on a podcast earlier and he really recommends, you know, looking at the end result, which means taking your employees and teaching them to stand at the end of the tunnel and just look at the product you're producing and making sure it's up to standard. And then, you know, he said from that, if you get good, you can actually tell what's going on. Are you, if you're, uh, if you're not cleaning properly, if you're not getting enough soap, you're not getting enough drying agent. You can tell pretty quickly what's going on and be able to make adjustments. But looking at the end result at the end of the tunnel, he believes, is an important habit that everybody should be able to get into. Yeah, if they can really get a sense of measuring what a clean car is and do it consistently. And if you've got your staff recognizing what that measurable is, for sure, that's going to make that operation be way more efficient. Good, good, good. Well, I appreciate that. So, um if people want to find out more information about Hydroflex, where would you recommend they go to find out information? Well, they could start right at our website, uh, www.hydroflexinc.com. That's a good place to start. And, and we have a pretty good uh, uh, website that you can look at the, the products and the people and, and what we're about. And, and if, if that doesn't work, you can always call our main line, 952-808-3640. And be people more than happy to help you. Yes, we have uh, somebody answering the phones every day, no automated system, and, and our inside staff will, will help and assist uh, uh, wherever needed. Great. Terrific. Terrific. Uh, car wash shows coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm assuming you're going? I sure am. I'll be there Monday of the show. Uh, if anybody's there, I'll be there at the, the New Investor Seminar, and then I'll be on the floor um, for the rest of the week. Okay. Terrific. Terrific. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to getting a visit soon. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The How of Car Washing. And thanks to our show sponsor, Focused Car Wash Solutions. Please visit us at thehowofcarwashing.com for the show notes to this episode. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.